Hi, this is Chiezan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokozan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you. So the talk title is more about cover-ups. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm kind of flooded with that situation. More about cover-ups. People cover up in, the, in all different kinds of ways. Just anytime anything occurs, if you have any thoughts about it at all, it's more than likely is a cover-up. Or at least the leading edge, that which is seeping under the doorway. Sneaking up on you, so to speak. It is about being aware of those. Not stopping them, not fixing them. It's about being aware. Being aware that you are what you're hearing from someone what they're saying to you, instead of actually hearing what is there, you're thinking about what they're saying before they even get it out of their mouth. Sometimes we don't wait for the period. We start to finish someone else's sentence before them, or actually we're not finishing it. We're making assumptions. This seems to take a lot of sitting meditation in order to, in order to see this clearly. A lot of it. So I've given several talks on cover-ups, one on just how in the various ways that we do this with ignorance, with passion, aggression, pride, envy, warfare, aggression, warfare. Rather than see what is there, we fight with it. We blame. Something comes up in your mind stream, my mind stream, and instead of being fully, completely responsible for what is happening in your not talking about ego here. I'm talking about this situation where this hand moves and this other hand doesn't. This body-mind complex that functions and appears like a separate person. It's a big illusion, a big illusion that we are deluded about. We don't see that it's an illusion. We think it is substan substantial and real. And we fight. We go to war. We blame. We want our way. We, we want it our way. We want what we want. And we're willing to hurt other people to either get it or make them feel really bad because they're not doing what we think they should be doing. Sound familiar? Maybe you're not in a relationship right now. You're in a relationship. There isn't anyone who is in some kind of a relationship. Even if you're living by yourself. We talk to ourselves. It's not about stopping the cover-up. It's, it's seeing the way something arises and you put something on it. You think something about it. You judge it. You evaluate it. You go from this side to that side, looking for some kind of validation or proof that your conclusion about it is correct. Again, awareness. It's about awareness, not about fixing something. So I'm sitting right here. Don't hesitate. Yes, sir. You know, Kabawing, when we see that on our way thought coming up in our awareness, 
you say don't fix it, should we let it roll out, roll out of our mouth or try to stop it? I think it's very situational. The, the first thing I would say is don't do anything. Just, just receive that. Whatever is showing up, receive that rather than turn it immediately into your language or into your vocal cords or into your shaking finger or into your body posture. Don't do anything with it. Those are cover up. Every one of those is a cover up of what is actually happening. What is what is actually happening? Look closely. I'm not going to tell you. I want you to see it. And how are you going to see it? You have to look at it. You have to look at the radical, the radical situation that as soon as that starts to show up. This is what sitting meditation is training you to do, to see totally, completely, thoroughly. What is arising in the mind stream? That, that it, what it actually is, rather than what you think it is, who did it, who caused it. If emotions arise that are negative, the minute you pull your gun out of your holster, try to find somebody to lay that on, that's a way of getting rid or at least minimizing or slowing down some of the intensity of the suffering. I'm not here to, to be particularly nihilistic or negative, but the first noble truth, as the Buddha said 2,500 years ago, as far as we know, life is suffering. Difficulty, challenge, disappointment. Not getting what we want, not getting what we want. Joker is uh, does the cover up always start with uh, ignorance? Seems that way, doesn't it to you? How does it seem to you? Seems like it does, and I'm wondering how to if that is a way to work with it is to ask what you're ignoring, or is that too? No, you might be too far down the pike by the time you get to that. Just, just receive it. There's no, there's no question. If you start to go into what is this or what is that, that may, it may be time to do that. But the first situation, the primary, is just receive. I don't know what it is. It's not like you're unconcerned, like you're dismissive. It doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to have that kind of an add-on or a preamble. Just receive it. What I'm receiving right now is I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea why I'm here or who I am. And I don't need to. I don't need to know anything. I don't need to have a credential. I'm a, a Buddhist monk and I'm a Dharma teacher. I use that. I have to say something, so that's what I'll use. Find out who you are. So there's no doubt. You have no doubts about it. Might have doubts about everything else. Might have doubts about your diet, about your relationship. Might have doubts about why you're going this particular through this particular uh, passage of karma that you don't deserve or you shouldn't be happening. All that. But find out who you are because it's the identity that is the uh, driving force behind the warfare and behind the accusations, passion, aggression, against yes, sir. The way you were describing, like how you don't know what you're doing, is that what receiving looks like? Yes. 
Exactly. Well, that doesn't mean if you ask me a question, I won't immediately respond, as I just did. <laughs> but even that is, has, a, has a tinge of ignorance on this end over here. It has to be seen. You do not have to get rid of anything. You do not have to get rid of ignorance. You do not have to get rid of the three poisons. You have to be aware of those. And if there's, if there, if ego, self-centeredness, part of the mind is, is paranoid or fearful or shutting down or closing off, then it, the, the consciousness that is referred to in the teaching consciousness only or perception only is modified or shut down or, or um, clouded by not wanting this, wanting that. This isn't good. I like this. I don't like that. That's why it's so important to face all as much as you can. People teach this differently. Some people feel that you can just study the material and not have to meditate at all. I disagree. I think it's very important to do a lot of sitting meditation. Yes, sir. So allowing what, what's that tinge of ignorance that you mentioned um, that came up when you had to respond to the question? Yeah, you, you realize you cannot know what this is. In, in the relative sense, you can't really know if, you, if you're stuck on that, then we're right back to this is right, this is wrong, this shouldn't be, they shouldn't have done this, they should have kept their word. It's just a regular circus or carnival of otherness happening, coming and going. There's, there's other ways to talk about that. It could be called uh, uh, disappointment. You're receiving suffering and you're not doing anything about it. You just receive it. You're still here. You're still alive. You still had breakfast or not. More? Uh, what's the relationship between not knowing what this is and seeing what this is? Same. Same and different. Because you can you can divide them up conceptually, but what they are is not different. Awakening, awakening, and um, delusion, not two, not the same, but not two. This is why when you're sitting and facing the wall and watching what is arising, coming and going away, anything you add on there, you might as well be finger painting right over the top of the television set. You can't see what it is. Let your goo on there. Because you don't want to really see what this is. It's terrifying. Why is it terrifying? Because it threatens your identity. It threatens your established agreement with yourself about who you are, where you're going, how you're better than this person, but you're not quite as smart as she is. And constant chatter, constant melodrama, little soap opera going on about our life all the time, who we are, where how we've been, how our last relationship was, how we're not going to do that again. And I said, what were you looking at? My contacts were drying out, so I oh. my Well, I thought you were flirting with me. <laughs> 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 I thought, that's nice. Okay. Okay, back to the serious stuff. <laughs> Suffering. Everybody's miserable. Even if you don't know it, you'll cover up. If something is really, you're having difficulty, you'll cover it up just so you can get a break. But through the sitting practice of meditation, 
if you haven't realized this already, you, it's harder and harder for you to cover things up. You just, it just doesn't work anymore. You just no longer can ignore that part of your karma that is upset, irritated, looking for who's, who's to blame here. Very, very difficult. The spiritual path, the true spiritual path is really, really difficult because you're a spiritual being. You want to call yourself that? Uh, and you're in a, you've been downloaded into a physical, very low frequency realm called the human realm or called the realm of desire and all the six aspects there that involve passion, aggression, ignorance, hope, and fear. So it's about seeing it. And how do you do that? Probably there are other ways, but that's the way that shows up here. How does communication work with suffering? Um, so I can jump into that based on what I think you are asking, but do you want, do you want to tell me what, is, what it is you want to know that is showing up in that question? I'm looking at the, the first noble truth and you came back to that just now, um, bringing up suffering and then your teachings of the three C's, the communication being really important. And I was wanting to know how, what your encouragement is with the communication teaching and how it helps us work with the first noble truth. The, the first part of that is uh, to just receive, just listen, just hear, just very simple. Uh, whatever object is rising in any of the sense fields, including the mind, just, just thoughts. They're just thoughts. They're not particularly specific about this unless we dive in there, go in there and start manipulating things and wanting to get uh, some kind of artificial clarity about everything. Like who caused it? Who caused the suffering? Suffering is just suffering. And the Buddha said, the Buddha answered that question, wanting something else or desire of the three poisons, desire for something different, something else. More, more specific. It's pretty specific. Whatever shows up, that's it. It's not this showed up, but that means that. This does never means that. If you think this means that, then we're right back on the tilde whirl or the merry-go-round or the Ferris wheel. Or that whatever that thing is they haven't invented yet. That will make a better example of circularity. What do they call it an atom smasher? It's like a mile or something like that. Now, let's get in one of those. What are you smiling for? It's not funny. You often smile at things that aren't funny. Do you feel like I'm picking on you? Okay, good. Got my point across then. Yes? Junji Bowing. So, are you saying? Let's say we walk into a room and it's messy and we think we start to feel angry about it and think whoever made this mess should have cleaned it up. Is the thought is the thought covering up yes. the feeling of the anger? Could be. But it's not that you should stop doing that. Just be aware that you 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 what's the conventional word is triggered, something you come into a room, 
maybe one that you cleaned up, maybe someone else said, could I, I'm going to use this room for a while, but I'll clean it up after I'm done. And then you come in, you see that it's a mess. All kinds of stories could come up in speculation. And you could go both directions. You could say, I should just clean it up and not worry about it. Sometimes we do. And then you can feel really resentful after you've done that. <laughs> go around for weeks with that story. And don't tell anybody about it. Why take the energy out of it? Why not just sit back and go, see that? Yeah, that's that's the, the emotion without the vocal cords. But they're right there, ready to jump out as soon as you see the culprit. What? If we don't have to stop that whole process, what is the difference in the situation if we see that, get angry, and think and blame somebody, and if we do all of that without seeing it? What, I guess, yeah, That's a good question. Uh, they're similar, but they're... There's going to be differences, and then since you've laid it out, oh, there's going to be so many variables in there that you will not be able to track it down in such a way that you can come up with an ideal way of doing this. It has to be done in each situation. You have to receive, receive, and be responsible. Not blame, but be responsible for what happens in your mind stream and what happens in the room you're in. That doesn't mean you messed up the room, but that room in itself is functioning as a trigger for other things in your mind stream that you have managed to shut down on. Emotions, reactions, negative feelings that you, you just, just don't want to do that. You won't look that. You'll distract yourself into golfing or, or you know, playing the harmonica or something, doing something else to keep from going into that because it's very uncomfortable, very, excuse me, uncomfortable, suffering. So the idea is to do it, practice on the wall, receive Sit down, hold still, and watch what. Watch how the mind just keeps throwing up this thing after that thing after that, thinking about, thinking about. And some teachers uh, give you a technique whereby, which I practiced for quite a long time, of, of uh, labeling that th thinking, avoiding the thinking, or pushing it away, so to speak, or recategorizing it and going to the breath. So trying to stabilize yourself in the midst of the chaos. And I say, look at the chaos. Yeah, this doesn't mean it's like I looked at this and decided which was best. I practiced that, uh, that kind of meditation for decades. Don't do it. But if you're listening to a teacher that teaches that, then listen to her or listen to him. And listen to, use that, go that direction. You probably need to go there. If you're listening to me, just observe. Sit down, hold still. The only instruction you're getting here is to sit very still so that you can see the contrast between how still your body is with your awareness and see how how ramped up the mind gets just so you can see that that is your object of meditation it's the movement of the mind go ahead if we don't fix our reaction how does just seeing that whole process affect the situation it may be something that's really obvious, and it may not. It may not. It really doesn't have anything to do with the situation. Well, you have to go there because it's situational, because you're in a, you're in a human form. You have a right hand and a left hand. You do this sometimes, and sometimes you do that. So we're totally mesmerized by this illusion and deluded into thinking that it's real. This is very, very temporary. Very temporary. Can I say that again? Very temporary. You can use that. Yeah. Uh, no. 
No, maybe. We'll not see. maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Situation. <laughs> I want to give a 60 second talk one of these days. <laughs> who, who was it that did that on the news? Ari Melber? Mehdi Hassan. Mehdi Hassan, yeah. The reporter would get on and just run, do a rant for 60 seconds. I'm sure he planned that, though. Only with a cough. Anything? Where were we? Thank you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you have proof? Yep. Can you prove you're in the present moment? Well, that sounds good. Yes, Yuhan. You just mentioned temporary. How can we see the short temporary situation unreal? Um, see, it, see it as unreal? Yes. A practice is practice, return to the wall, return to the, the structure of the community, the, the Sangha, and then the teaching itself. Everything's dependently risen. Nothing, there's no singularity that comes forth. It, it is the illusion that there are separate beings. And if you begin to see that, this doesn't mean you suddenly get all lovey dovey. It, it may get worse. It may get really, especially if you've been spending not only this lifetime, but lifetimes covering up, covering up. That all starts to come apart. Consciousness, there's no separate thing called my consciousness, your consciousness. There's just consciousness only. And that doesn't mean the illusion of being, uh, watching a hand move in front of you, and having an illusion that there's some guy here, some person who's manifesting for whatever number of years, and that will come apart, will just fall apart. So what you're endeavoring to do is to change your, if you want to use the word allegiance, over from the thoughts, the ideas, the emotions, all the bullshit that rises, comes and goes and comes and goes and just makes our whole life a soap opera. Just, you know, we're going from this horrible feeling to this one and then we feel pretty good for a while and then the whole thing crashes and then we we attribute, well, it must be because it must be, it must be, well, maybe men not drinking enough water. And that could be true. So just practice it, return to it, return to it, return to it until you see what it is. More. Yuhong Bao Ying, I have a different question. For me, awareness often appears after the emotions and the thoughts. Does that happen all the way if I'm not able to be aware? Well, you're aware of quite a bit, or you wouldn't be able to ask that, phrase that question in that way. So I'm just saying, what I'm seeing is, uh, I often use the, the term uh, or the, the image of seeing somebody on the side of the mountain. And I'm seeing that you're there and you're on the path and you're and just, it's just a matter of returning to the wall, return to the teaching, return to the teacher, return to the community. No matter what, just do it no matter what. No matter what shows up, no matter how crappy it gets, return to those. Uh, whether you do vows formally or you do it uh, informally or you maybe you don't even uh, receive vows. That would be up to you. It's your business how you want to do this. Yes. You, I guess I really want to know, I feel very disappointed that I could be aware after my thoughts and emotions. 
Is there any way that I can do better? I By do better, you mean be more aware so you don't get caught in that trap? Yes. No, be more aware. It's that simple. I mean, return, return to the wall. It sounds the more it feels like, like I don't, I don't want to do this. I I don't want to meditate. Oh, I don't have time today. I have to do this with the kids, or I have to do this with this situation or that. Find some time. Find ten minutes. Find three hours. Find four hours if you can. Train your mind. Life is going by. This, uh, as it says in the teachings, death comes without warning. In most cases. Some, we have some warning, but even that doesn't give us time to suddenly turn things around for the last three years or two years or 28 minutes. So just continue to return. It's by the way you are asking the question, I'm saying you're looking at what you need to look at, and it's the disappointment part. You need to look, don't cover up the disappointment. This is what this, uh, this idea of talking about talking about cover-ups uh, we, sometimes it's so intense, uh, the difficulty, the, the stress, the disappointment, the suffering is so intense that we, we just impulsively try to get away from it. You know, I've had enough. This is, I've done, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. And then, but then when that happens, then return anyway, do it anyway, come back anyway. Very difficult. There's not, there's not a lot of reward on the spiritual path. But there's also not punishment either. So it's it's a very uh, the equilibrium is already the case. You don't have to create balance or equilibrium. It's already there. It's like the fourth of the uh, the four marks of existence: uh, uh, suffering, impermanence, egolessness, and peace, tranquility, or equilibrium is already the case in the midst of the chaos. It seems like a lot of cover-ups are redirecting energy from one area to another. Can it be helpful to put some intention on having that energy kind of stay where it came from and not redirecting? The way I'm hearing you, I would say yes. Can you give me a stronger example or an example? Let's say something happens at work and I'm irritated about it, but I don't want to say anything at work, but then that energy will show up somewhere else. Should there be some effort to... Effort needs to be in, in being aware and to find everything you have a say-so about, which isn't much, and hold it still, which means the body. You can't really hold the mind still. You can't even find the mind. Why can't you find the mind? There isn't one. That's an illusion. Consciousness only is not a person, it's consciousness. So you could say we get a little, everybody has a little cheese it of consciousness. <laughs> but they think they have the whole damn box. You don't have it, you've got a little bite of it. And, but the amazing thing about consciousness, because it finds its own form, which is the first tenet, I think, of this order of immediate light. It finds that, and then it expands it into whatever is necessary. It goes to the whole, the ends of the universe. And this is what happens. It's not an occurrence, but this is what happens. It's not an occurrence, but this is what happens. There's no way to say this. There's no way to say this without using relative 
delusionary language or illusionary, whatever that is, illusionary. There'll be a word soon. Don't fix anything. Don't separate yourself. Don't join the separation. Is the could be ignorance, could be uh, aggression. And don't join. Could be passion. Could be blaming. Could be I know what I can figure this. I know I can see what's happening here, and now I know what to do about it, or I know what not to do about it. Watch the movement. Is it divine? If we keep watching some process like that long enough, will it fix itself? Or is that just ego? Yeah. Don't give me too many orders. First of all, it's not broken. There, there isn't anything broken. There isn't anything wrong. That's an illusion. Do you think there's something wrong with something? If so, what? I don't know if it's wrong so much as it just doesn't seem like it functions well. It doesn't seem like it's okay. functioning well. Is that how you feel right now? Yeah. How about right now? Answer me. I answered your question. Or did I? <laughs> how does it feel right now? Not functioning right now. What's not functioning? I'm saying there's nothing not functioning right now. Oh. I'm looking at my right. Well then, well, you're welcome. I think there's an old Zen teaching where somebody, <laughs> some guy says uh, something like, what's your problem? And he says, I'm just you know, so angry all the time. I'm just upset. And he said, uh, something like that. Where, where is your anger now? He said, I'm not angry right now. There. I fixed it for you. <laughs> I think. Does anybody know? Anybody quote that teacher? You can. But I'm remembering it a little different as Bodhidharma. And maybe this is a different thing, but the student coming and asking, saying he's having trouble with his mind, and Bodhidharma says, Bring me your mind. He says, I can't find my mind. So there you go. Well, same thing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, only it's, it's there you go in Mandarin. How do you say there you go in Mandarin? Oh. <laughs> so I, I'm going to say something in Mandarin and you tell me what I said, okay? Can you do that? Who's laughing? Sanho. Knock it off. Here it is. Wulun. Uh, Wulun. Are you saying Ulong's name? No, I'm saying W U and then L and then U N Ulong with a with a. Goodbye, no matter what. That's it. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> to a native speaker, and she understood what I said. It just took some prompting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, very good. that's a good one no matter what do this no matter what don't let anything stop you it's a spiritual path you're not going to get a gold-plated path your the path will look bleak and empty and dark that's where you need to go 
go as Trungpa Rinpoche once said, uh, go, Mar- I think he said march directly into disappointment. Just go right into it. Sanho. What about for the Sanho Bar? Uh, what about for those of us who kind of like the bleak and the dark and the grumpy <laughs> grumpy, right? All the better. You can help the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bleak, dark, and hopeless. Finally, we made it to the bath. <laughs> Life is suffering. So the interesting thing about that, and this may be helpful to you and may not be, but the suffering won't go away. The, the dependent origination, pratityasamvapada, does not necessarily. It could, but not necessarily. It depends on your particular, excuse me, your particular karma, your life, how, how things are operating for you. But what will happen if you continue on the path is you will see there's no solid being anymore. There's no self in the skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. There's no one, there's no entity there. That's, that is a powerful illusion. And there's also no other. You see this, that there's no one here and there's no one out there. That is an illusion. It's still there. It, doesn't, it won't go away. It doesn't need to. It's like a magical show. It's like a, a bubble, uh, a flash of lightning, as it says in the, was it Diamond Sutra? Says that. And you just t- give a talk on that. So you should be able to quote the last part of that, last 15 minutes. Can you? Just bits and pieces. Like I did. Yes, sir. Uh, how do we operate in awareness without adding on that we're aware? Bowing. Just watch the watch the the commentary of adding on. Don't have to change anything or snip anything off. Sometimes there are those kinds of words like cutting through spiritual materialism. It's just to see that it's material materialistic. You don't have to take out the chopper or something. And same thing with with your situation. It's awareness about that. More? Um, I'm just finding in my own practice that I'm using awareness as a credential. Okay. So what is that? You know what that is? No. It's awareness. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll use that as a credential. And that's awareness. You cannot find your tails. You're not going to be able to bite it. You can't find it. You can't find the beginning or the end of anything. But and this the introduction to this shows up in the mind stream we call the seventh consciousness or the self or the paranoid part of the consciousness is curled up into a tumbleweed that thinks that it's in danger or thinks it can advance and get gold plating. God realm, hell realm. It thinks, it thinks, it thinks, wants this, doesn't want that. Consciousness will always find it's just amazing. It will consciousness always finds its own form, finds the form that it it needs, and if there's something pushing somewhere, something shoving, something shutting down, consciousness is right there to support the whole situation, not as some separation, but as the very situation that is there. It is consciousness. And then, of course, the statement is, you've probably heard this, is there isn't anything but consciousness. It's mind only. It says, mind is a Buddha. Mind is awake. There isn't anything else but this. More? Uh, is there a way to allow that um, tangle ball to untangle without doing anything? Yes, that's how it's done. Just look at it. 
if you just see it, it's it's like all of the reference points that you thought were hooked to it because of this. Well, it's because she said, or he said, or I got treated this way when I was four years old, or it's not that those aren't relatively true, but this is not a mundane path that has mundane aspects, but it's basically, basically about seeing the ultimate truth of what this is. And what is it? Not separate. We're not separate from each other. Separated in order to manifest in, a, in this particular realm we call the human realm or the realm of desire, the realm of consciousness that wants something. Simply put, just want something. Watch what you want. Look for what you want. It might be you might be watching yourself want, wanting to not have a particular negative feeling. You might want to not be what you've been calling depression. It's, just, it's extremely simple and it's extremely complicated. Do it the rest of your life. Dedicate yourself to it, which is what you're doing. You're doing it the way you need to do it. I do it the way I need to do it. Chazan is in a retreat hut right now, doing it the way he needs to do it. There's no way out of this. <laughs> You're welcome. My pleasure. No way. Your pleasure. That's better. Anything else? Questions? Yes. No. You can buy how can we how can we know facing the wall is not a cover up? Because I um, said so. You might have to go with it for a while. That's the only reason I began meditating. It's when my teacher, Chogyam uh, Trungpa, told me to do that. So that's what I started doing. But it certainly looked, didn't look like it was going to help me while I was doing it. Oh, terrible. It's just a way. You could also look at your own situation. You've been meditating for how long? Two years, several years? Yeah. So why do you keep doing that? No. You just keep something about that, some kind of intuition or spark or some kind of insight that, that tells you when you sit down for an hour, two hours, and hold very still. There's some some dynamic that begins to show up there that is not just about the thinking process, about being right or wrong, about any otherness or any conclusion. Some um, in the midst of the confusion, in the midst of the difficulty, there's some kind of wholesomeness, wholesomeness, or some kind of fundamental basic sanity begins to arise there. But it's not about being other than who you are, what you are. It's not separate from that. It takes a long time to do that. It can take, you know, you're a young woman, but plenty of time, right? Right? She agreed to that very quickly. Further, is there anyone on uh, the uh, Zoom? Kayun. Kayun Bowing. Are all outflows cover-ups going they can they can function like that i wouldn't kind of i wouldn't pass judgment on it and say that but yes there's anytime there's something coming out uh whether it's voice or activity or attitude or plans for the future 
supposedly, or anything like that, it is it is probably covering up uh, something that would that you are not able to see because you're involved in that situation. But I, I wouldn't take it to where you say, where I would say, or anyone would conclude that you shouldn't do anything. You should uh, not cover anything up. It's the awareness of the cover up that's important, not so much having a successful campaign on no longer covering things up. As I said, when I think we started the talk, I, I know about this because I do it. I cover up. It's about the awareness. And then the awareness, along with the, the covering up, along with what is being covered up, along with the way in which it's being covered up, that whole situation, and with your awareness that you're covering up, uh, that will sort itself out. You do not make, need to make decisions about anything. Decisions can be cover-ups, deciding to do this over that. Should I do this? Or should, as, soon as, as soon as an either-or comes up, stop and just look at it. You don't need to make any decisions. Decisions, if you're living in um, reality, to use a kind of a blunt word, but if you're living here without objecting, without disagreeing, without objecting or agreeing or ignoring, then you're not separate from anything. This is called dependent origination. And this is a, this is a, a, a awakening. It won't be an experience. Awakening is not an experience. You're having wonderful experiences of being all one with everything. Uh, it will fade. Or, or maybe it won't. Maybe perhaps I'm incorrect. Kayan Boeing, earlier you said something along the lines of be your karma down to your armpits. I did mention armpits. That wasn't exactly what I was going to focus on, but. <laughs> well, me either. Okay. You brought it up. <laughs> and I blurted it out because I, I don't have any self-control. I'm always blurting out things. You'd think I'd get embarrassed and just stop doing this. So if we are being that karma in such a complete way, it may look like not doing something and it may look like doing something. <laughs> Is that your question? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just looking at the way that I keep trying to set a standard around what living out my karma is going to look like. Yes. And that's, uh, that, that's the very nature of uh, confusion or delusion is trying to get something. It's second noble truth, Want, wanting something else, even if it's only to try to control something or be less confused, all of that stuff. Go ahead. Kayan Boeing, can, uh, in, in a relative way, can the vow function as a cover-up, bowing? Well, it could. Uh, any time you're uh, doing anything, there can be some kind of a cover-up happening. But it's the awareness of the cover-up, uh, not stopping cover-ups. It's always about awareness. It always comes back to aware of any kind of movement or lack of movement, any kind of sound, 
lack of sound, all of that polarity, duality, is, is to be aware of that and see that the what shows up and the absence of some, something showing up are uh, the same, 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 excuse me, same situation. So there's really nothing, there's really nothing to do with anything. You might be doing a lot of things, but there's no intention to try to get control of your life or figure things out. Kayan Bowing, in the arena of addiction, for example, one may not be using, but still have quite a strong impulse for that kind of outflow. And personally, I've used the vow to put others first as a way of not hooking that impulse up to my voice or my body. And yet there's a lot of like tension and suffering, it seems, in the refraining. Is that a misunderstanding, Bowie? Certainly not. Well, that's how it's done. And that is that is a way of describing it, just to put others before yourself, even the even people that irritate you. It's the intention, not the success story. It's just it's the intention. This is why if you hear me comment on uh, on education, e- educate, train, teach, but do not test. This is a big misunderstanding in our whole culture. You have to what you're doing has to be right or correct. It's it's no, it's about control. Some people want to control other people. Some people want to control whole countries, whole groups of people. The communication, collaboration, uh, and cooper- or cooperation and collaboration is pretty much missing in those areas because it's based on preconceptions, judgments, ideas of right and wrong, success and failure. Who's right, who's wrong, who's on first, that kind of thing. It's, it's more complicated and involved and involved than that. And it's also extremely simple. And it's, it can be painful. Pain of the composite is covering everything all the time. Great difficulty in the world. Just look around a little bit. Something more specific in that area you're asking about, about uh, the intention to be with all things and then seeing how you don't really want to do that or you can't do that. Something in that area. Kayun Bowing, I guess I just have difficulty seeing how suppressing the karma is living it, Bowing. Did I say suppressing the karma? Car- no, no, you didn't, Kayun Bowing, but that's how it feels to me, Bowing. Oh. So you say you're saying you're suppressing the urge to do something because you're putting somebody else first. Kind of, yeah, but that's a dynamic that I've experienced in my life. Well, I would say just keep going. It's not that's there. There is no one there. So the uh, ultimate situation there never was anybody that was that you were opting for, whether it's to save them or to disregard them. But that. We have to work with that a lot. We have to work with what arises in the mind stream before we eventually see that it is unreal. It's vividly unreal and emptiness, yet there's still form, there's still form. It's uh, the very nature of delusion is that it is, seems real. 
but it's an illusion. It's unreal. This doesn't mean we can't make a noise with it. It doesn't mean that we can't display things in such a way that they're extremely interesting and even entertaining, but they're unreal, like a movie, like a, like a play. Cayenne bowing. Yes. It, so to, to try to get some result out of what I think living out of my karma would be like is ignorance. But if I were living out of my karma, it looks like I wouldn't know it. So, yes, you won't know it. Isn't that great? Finally, after all this work and all this time and all this meditating, you know, the whole thing has just come apart. There's no longer anyone there, yet there's still a voice. There's still taste buds. They're still hearing something in the other room. Consciousness, 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 consciousness only. This body's going to, bodies come and go. Consciousness goes nowhere. So yes, you, you won't know. You, you'll know a little bit, but it's not very, it's not enough to write a book about. Although people try to do that. They talk about their realization and how they went through this and this samadhi and that samadhi. And they should go ahead and do that. Some people, that's their path is to talk about themselves and their wonderful enlightenment trip. I do some of that too. So it's not, not like it's a, uh, I'm some, somehow superior or you are, but you won't know it. You won't know it in the conventional sense. Like I think I said a few moments ago, I don't know what I'm doing here. I, I get my identity and it's very temporary. It shows up just long enough to answer your question and then it's gone. And so it didn't even show up. You showed up and I supposedly, I met you where you were at and I may have answered your question. I may, may have said something silly or stupid. That's very likely. But my intention here is to help you, encourage you to see who you are before this body-mind, these body-mind complexes that are in, in front of all of us. We're all looking at each other. This is unreal, but it's vivid and it's, and it's manifest. It's an, an illusion that we are deluded into thinking that something is threatened or we need to get ahead. We need to, need to, need to, need to, need to live up to a certain standard in order to please whomever our family, our friends, our, our uh, career path. You won't know it. Good one. And what will you know? Relatively, you'll just know things relatively. You know that this needs to be put away or left out, or this needs to be, the floor needs to be cleaned, even though somebody else maybe messed it up. Very simple things. You're, as it says in the Zen tradition, before awakening, chop wood, carry water. After awakening, chop wood, carry water. Nothing has happened because there isn't anyone left that records or particularly does anything with happenings. That doesn't mean you wouldn't write a book about it. You could, but you don't. But no one's writing that book. No personhood there. And if there is, it's very temporary. It shows up long enough to pay the bills and then goes back into the aviary. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> so we have 34 windows open, uh, and it's getting later and later. I'll start out. Are there, are there any questions on uh, Zoom to start with? And then we'll go to the back to the Zendo. 
I should say, any other questions other than Cayunes? Juzan, speak up. Do you have a question? I'm going to have an interview with you pretty quick, and I, I, I heard you kind of threaten me. You had 45 or 50 uh, questions, something like that. Juzan Bang, I've written a bunch of stuff down, but I'm not sure what to ask at this moment. Oh, okay. That works for me. Senchu, you have a question? Who else can I pick on here? Susan Hirschfield, don't you have a question? Uh, Susan Bowing. So, um, Sopazan is, is not separate, something we actually, you, 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 you see it, you know it. What, what, what is it, Bowing? It's like a, it's a little bit of each. It's all the senses, but the seeing, uh, thinking, uh, uh, just like uh, you're you, you're driving down the road at night and a deer runs out in front of you. you. Know that's a deer. It's the same thing. You know you're not separate. You're not separate from the deer. You're not separate from the headlights. You're not separate from the driving steering wheel or for the person riding next to you. It's just this. It's it's a it's like a it's like an illusion. Like as it said, uh, the Diamond Sutra, a magical show or a, a flash of lightning. It's just this. So the kind of knowing is uh, profound and vast, to use fancy words. It's just it, there's no end to it. So it isn't like you just know this object. What you know is that everything you see, you're not that it, it is you. You are this. You are that illusion. And, and you don't need proof. You don't need to check in with the knower of the three times to see if you're on the right track. There isn't, any, there isn't anything but this, as it is. It's just as it is. Okay, thank you. I want to ask you to help us expand, protect, bring energy into this mandala. So if you can go to the website, the donate page and help us, if you can. If you can, and if you would like to see these teachings continue. <clears throat>